Hello and welcome to the Ice Guys. This is the show that takes you into the world of the National Hockey League. Every game, every day, from a betting perspective. With pro sports handicappers, Ian Cameron, Alex B. Smith, and various guests from the world of hockey and sports betting. And now, here's your host, Ian Cameron. Better late than never. Welcome to the Ice Guys. Monday, November 6th, Ian Cameron, Alex B. Smith with you, ready to break down the Monday card. We've got four games on tap tonight uh, in the NHL. Quickly before we get to that, uh, look back on the uh, action last night. Of course, only two games. Uh, the New Jersey Devils with a 4-2 victory against the Chicago Blackhawks. My gosh, a buzzer beater, empty netter from Michael McLeod, which cast me a Michael McLeod goal prop, number one. And number two, saved a push. On the over six for that game, uh, I was ecstatic about that. Uh, so absolutely outstanding to see uh, that transpire. Devils get the win. And then the other game, the Anaheim Ducks, man, they're the little engine that could right now uh, in the National Hockey League. Um, and look, the schedule was in their favor. It, it definitely got to make note of that. But to come back after being down 2 nothing and, and end up winning that game 4-2 to two, uh, against the Vegas goal. And you could tell Vegas hit the wall a little bit third period back-to-back beaten Colorado the previous night. But this Anaheim team, Mason McTavish playing like a man possessed. Incredible start to the year. Terry and Zegras, we know what they can do. They've got the mix of veterans. Henrique Kalorn didn't look a bit out of place in his first game uh, with the Anaheim Ducks, finally healthy again. Uh, how about on the back end? No Jamie Drysdale, but they've drafted so well. they got that Olin Zellweger kid, too, that's in the pipeline. And how about the way he's playing right now? Pavel Minchikov. For this Anaheim team, I'm so impressed with this guy. He's skating with effortless uh, abandon, uh, effortless uh, ability, uh, skates like the wind, knows when to jump into the play, activate from the blue line, keep pucks in, alive in the offensive zone, is able to get back in defensive position. IQ beyond his years, considering he's now in the NHL for the first time. So uh, I haven't talked enough about him during this great run Anaheim's put together. But Pavel Minshikov has really, really impressed me on the back end as well. Uh, and, of course, John Gibson, very good game. Made a couple of big saves when uh, Vegas was in front to give Anaheim a chance to come back. Uh, and just very impressed with Anaheim. That's six straight wins now. And um, I'm telling you what, Alex on this uh, show mentioned it, and he bet it uh, recently, the Anaheim to make the playoffs and Greg Crone and Jack Adams. Yep. And those prices are only going to get worse from here if this uh, run continues for a very, very young and up-and-coming Anaheim Ducks team, Alex. Yeah, it's been uh, fantastic to watch so far. Like I said, grab that plus 1,100 to make the playoffs a couple of days ago at FanDuel. Last saw that last night at plus 680, and like I said, it's going to keep continuing to drop uh, the way that this team is playing. And, and Greg Cronin, you know, kudos to him. You know, Jimmy kind of alerted us. He, you know, he goes back with him a little a bit and alerted us in the uh, offseason that, you know, he could really, you know, make some big changes with this Ducks team. And sure enough, uh, he has done that. The way that they've played night after night, just, you know, and that's the thing. That's all you ask for from a team. No matter how good or bad your season's going, you ask for effort and, and dedication and showing up to perform, you know, as, as many nights as, as possible. And you hadn't been getting that from Anaheim for a while. And, of course, most of it was they were tanking, looking to try to rebuild and and, and get these pieces back that they had from uh, the yesteryears and the early, you know, 2000s, late 2000s, early 2010s. 
try to get back to that level. And it's taken time and they've done it the right way. They've, you know, built things from the ground up. Uh, you know, San Diego, I talked about with Lucas Dostal a couple of days ago where, you know, his numbers didn't look that impressive because that team wasn't that great. Well, you have to understand that obviously the AHL teams are going to suffer immensely when you look at how bad the NHL teams are. I can only imagine how the San Jose Barracuda are doing right now uh, with how bad their parent club looks. But, you know, when you have those instances, so the rebuild doesn't always look like it's, you know, uh, going as planned when you look at it from top to bottom, especially when you look at a lot of these AHL teams. But based on what we're seeing from Anaheim so far, they're playing some good hockey and they can, you know, keep it going right now. And if they, you know, avoid the injury bug and let these young guys still just kind of, you know, materialize and get comfortable over time, we could be talking about a team that could easily make the playoffs out of the Western Conference. Yeah, no question. Uh, and uh, right now they're keeping it going. Um, they're going to hit the rough patch. Everybody will. They're going to go through adversity. They're going to have a one and seven slide at some point. They will, especially a young yeah. team like that. But um, they are definitely uh, and I think at some point you're right that you're going to want to maybe go the other way against Anaheim at times. But right now they're feeling it and uh, and showing signs of what could be, you know, with this team and say, you know, three, four. Wait till they have Zellweger and they got all these other they drafted so well, especially on defense. This scouting staff here deserves a lot of credit. So there's just a lot that's still on the way for the Anaheim Ducks as far as young players entering this lineup. So it's going to be fun to watch them continue to evolve moving forward. And, and here's the thing. Sometimes ignorance is bliss, right? This is a young group that doesn't know they aren't supposed to be as good as they are right now. This team's supposed to be three, four years away from playing at this kind of a, of a high level. Not right now. So in a sense, yeah, it's not completely sustainable. They will go on, on a, a, a cold streak. And when they do go on a cold streak, it'll definitely be worth fading them because of the fact that we're getting all this value now. But I say this to, to you know make the point of the fact that these guys are playing a little bit ahead of schedule now, that makes them way more dangerous from a night in, night, in, night out standpoint. And the fact that there are other teams in that Pacific Division struggling, most notably Calgary and Edmonton, that's the reason why you know taking a shot now with grabbing them in the playoffs. Not necessarily like they're a great playoff team. If you were to throw this team into a seven-game series right now, I wouldn't bet on them to win a series. I'm talking about just getting there and being able to to withstand this long regular season build. I think Cronin has the makeup, and I think he has the horses in a stable to be able to sustain a full regular season and play good hockey throughout. Yeah, it won't be this level throughout the entire season, but I think they'll be able to, to withstand the storm. They're way better and, and at least two years ahead of schedule as far as I'm concerned. Like I say, they're a fun team to watch. That can't be denied right now uh, either. All right, let's get to Monday's card. We'll begin with Columbus, Florida. Florida Panthers minus 230, home favorites, six and a half being the uh, total here in this game. Uh, Florida Panthers, first game home off a road trip. We know that can be a little bit of a tricky spot, but I don't think they're going to like the way they ended the road trip, which happened to be a loss to Alex's Chicago Blackhawks uh, on Saturday night to uh, finish that road trip. They'll be looking to bounce back from that. It's a team that is – not lost two straight since the very beginning of the season. So last two tr times they lost, they bounced back, won the next game. They probably win this game here against Columbus. Uh, Columbus one and five, their last six games, struggling. Uh, Johnny Gaudreau benched. That being said, I like Johnny Gaudreau tonight. You know how this works, right? Guy gets benched. Pascal Vincent had him riding the pine, third period, Saturday night against Washington. You know that's a wake-up call sometimes. And I think Johnny Gaudreau props, whatever you can find there, shots, goal, assist, worth a look. If, th if this isn't going to get him fucking revved up and get his game back to a level we know he's capable of, I don't know what will. So we'll see if the uh, Pascal Vincent sitting down Gaudreau, you know, gets him 
to uh, bring a better performance, better effort here uh, tonight against the uh, Florida Panthers. Uh, this has been an over-series history. There's been one game that stayed under, and it was 4 nothing last year in Florida. So maybe this one plausibly could. But other than that, uh, seven of the last eight meetings between these teams has gotten to at least seven goals. So I did grab a little over six and a half here uh, in this game. That's about Plus, coming back off the road, I could see Florida a little sloppy at times defensively. We know Columbus has struggled uh, in their own end at times. And Florida certainly offensively. You know, they've been able to uh, find the uh, back of the net with pretty good consistency. You go back to the Winnipeg game, other than the Minnesota shutout at the beginning of the year, the Florida Panthers have scored at least three goals in seven of their last nine games. So uh, over six and a half, some Johnny Gaudreau props. Uh, those are the main things of interest for me here uh, in this one. Uh, Alex, Blue Jackets, Panthers. This game, I didn't really have too much on. Like you said, Florida coming home off of a road trip, but – the fact that it ended kind of poorly and, and they laid a complete egg against Chicago means they could be fired up and focused. And Columbus is a team I haven't had the greatest of reads on so far this year. So this is going to be a pass for me. Like I said, there's a couple of plays I like tonight. This is one of them. Yeah, three and one for Florida at home. They have, again, this year played pretty well on home ice. Uh, they had a good home stand. They beat good teams, too. They beat Vancouver. Uh, they beat Toronto. Uh, you know, actually, they lost to Vancouver, but they beat Toronto. They beat... Uh, a couple of good teams on that Seattle, a couple of the solid teams on that recent home stance. So they played good hockey here at home this year, Florida. We'll see if that continues here tonight in this one. All right, next up, we've got Tampa Bay, Toronto. Uh, the Leafs minus 150 home favorite, six and a half the total here in this game. This is the second meeting of the year between these two teams. Of course, they met each other just a couple of weeks ago in Tampa. Leafs come back from a deficit and win in overtime 4-3 that night. That was a game where... Ilya Samsonov got pulled and we were all worried about, you know, how he was kind of struggling early in the season. And then Joe Wolf came into that game and he basically shut the door uh, against Tampa Bay and allowed the Leafs to come back uh, and win that game. But Samsonov will get the start. Uh, last time, of course, he faced this lightning team. He got pulled in the first period. I think he gave up like three goals on four shots. It, <laughs> like the, it would not look good on his box score that night. Uh, Samsonov against Tampa a couple weeks ago. So I'm sure he's going to be looking for uh, a little bit of redemption here tonight uh, against this Lightning team who, you know, beat Ottawa 6-4, to four, though slumping Senators team, but still they snapped the mini two-game losing streak, bounced back with the win there in that game. Uh, I like the draw a little bit here in this game. I lean Toronto, but I'm not taking Toronto at minus 150 uh, here. That being said, I think this is a game. The, the Leafs, I think, are going to bring it tonight. Now, this is always a big if with Toronto. There's games where they just totally have stink it up like Buffalo the other night, like Chicago uh, at home a couple weeks ago, like LA uh, last week at home. Uh, Toronto was brutal in those games. They didn't show up. They didn't bring that intensity, the focus, and the, they, they didn't get anything other than the big guys. But tonight, I think after the loss to Buffalo, I don't think anybody was happy, especially with their effort in their own end against the Sabres. So a little bit of a wake-up call. Um, I still trust Toronto in this spot a little bit more than Tampa on the road, but I don't love minus 150. But I could see this being another game where it goes beyond 60 minutes. Can't argue with the fact that we saw an overtime game just a couple of weeks ago. And don't forget the playoff series last year where three of the last four games in that first round series went to overtime between the Leafs and the Lightning. So uh, this is definitely one where the draw makes some sense to me. And you can get, uh, obviously, uh, a pretty good price. Make sure you go use FanDuel for the draw bets if you have uh, access to FanDuel. Most of you should be able to 
use FanDuel from where you are. But I find the draw prices are second to none there, as good as it gets. Plus 380 right now with the draw for uh, Tampa Bay uh, and uh, Toronto tonight. So a really good draw price there at FanDuel for this game. Uh, Alex, uh, playoff rematch and second re- uh, game of the regular season as well between these two teams, Lightning and Leafs. Yeah, keeping it simple and going with the draw. Like you said, I saw 350 at, at Caesars, but you said, you know, shop at FanDuel that definitely have the best uh, draw prices around, getting uh, 30 cents more value there, plus 380. So, uh, he said, you know, Toronto, you can't just trust Toronto, especially in a weeknight game, to just come in and all of a sudden, you know, just say, oh, yeah, they're going to, you know, put the screws to somebody and win five to two, especially against a Tampa Bay team that they've seen often. These two teams play each other tight back and forth. And, you know, as much as I want to, you know, uh, kind of squander and, and shit on the Lightning's goaltending, uh, they've held up their own. They've done their part of the, of the, of the bargain. It's the defense that's kind of carried them along at times, of course. But even Matt Tompkins, yes, he's 0-2, but he didn't look as all dreadful as I thought he would in those two starts. He didn't give up seven and eight goals. He only gave up, you know, three and four. So uh, if you can, you know, be sustainable for those one or two nights, same thing with, with uh, Johansson, then you can hang around with the Toronto team. Like I said, we're just betting it to go past regulation. Who knows what will happen once it gets once it gets in the overtime or a shootout. But we're just going to go with uh, the draw here, plus, plus 380 at FanDuel. All right. I like it. The draw here, plus 380 in this one. Now, the Leafs, uh, you know, have been getting good. You know, Matthews and Marner, big performances. But now people are concerned. But people are concerned about the defense. There's no doubt. Uh, they have struggled a bit in their own end. Klingberg is getting a lot of criticism for his. And that's Klingberg. I mean, you, you get what you signed up for, you know, and you signed up for a guy that's always been a bit of a problem in his own end. Like he's great moving the puck, but he's not physical. He'll never put someone on their keister uh, on their can in front of the net. Never, you know, and, and he can turn over the puck. He can treat the puck like a hand grenade, you know, in his own end. I mean, that's, I don't know why you're, you know, yelling at Klingberg. This is Klingberg. This is his game. I mean, he's, he's not a steady adept, shut down defenseman. That's just never been his game. So I don't know what you were expecting. You know, you're not, you're going to expect the next coming of Chris Pronger. That's not, that's not John Klingberg. I mean, it just isn't. So uh, you got to make sure you realize what the, the, the type of defenseman you got uh, if you're uh, a, a Leaf fan right now. But yeah, it's been too much for Matthews and Marner. I like though what Keith is doing. Keith has put, and Matthew Nyes is, his best game this this season came against Tampa Bay. He scored those two goals in the third period to tie that game and give Toronto a chance to win it that night. He's put Matthew Nyes with Austin Matthews and Mitch Marner on the uh, top line tonight. So you know where we're going as far as um, the uh, well uh, tonight uh, with the uh, bargain. Bit. Well, not the bargain. I kind of gave it away, but uh, I do like this one quite a bit. Uh, draw Matthew Nyes here. We know this guy's got skill. And it, it, even on nights he hasn't produced, his effort's been there consistently for this team. So you can get Nye's a uh, really good price for goal prop, assist prop as well is probably worth a look here tonight, uh, especially with uh, him playing with the big guys, Matthews and Marner on the top line for Toronto. And don't sleep on Nick Robertson, recalled from the Marlies. He's been racking it up down there. Five goals, six assists, 11 points in just nine games in the AHL. Uh, with the Marlies. He's going to be on the third line tonight, not on a top six role, but on the third line, but still plus 500 to score a goal tonight. Nick Robertson, the younger brother of Jason Robertson, who of course plays for Dallas. uh, Absolutely is worth a look here 
Uh, he's, he's played well. They need a little pop in their bottom six offensively. They need a little spark in their bottom six as far as offense is concerned. Uh, and they are hoping that summoning Nick Robertson uh, from the American Hockey League uh, can help bring that uh, for this uh, Toronto team. He's going to play on the third line for the Leafs tonight with Max Domi and uh, Kelly Yarncroke. So Nick Robertson props were the look. Tampa Bay, uh, Brandon Hagel moving up to the top line. His props are a good look. Nick Paul is a Leaf killer. And, you know, I mentioned Nick Paul a lot, but Nick Paul seems to always make something happen against Toronto playoffs and regular season. So uh, definitely uh, Nick Paul props back to the well there for me uh, as far as that's concerned. That's about it for me with props in this game. Nice. Uh, Nick Robertson for Toronto and mostly Hagel and um, Nick Paul for uh, Tampa Bay as far as value is concerned. All right, Boston, Dallas, Dallas stars minus 140 home favorites, five and a half the total uh, in this game. Dallas returning home from a, a road trip uh, in uh, Western Canada, uh, which ended, of course, with that shutout loss to the uh, Vancouver Canucks. I don't think Dallas played that bad. They were a little sluggish, a little fatigued. You could tell a lot of travel was yeah, it wasn't their sharpest game, their most energetic game. But that's a good Vancouver team right now. I don't think you penalize uh, Dallas too much for losing that game. Now they're back home. Again, tricky spot. Do, uh, you know, Not the spot I'm rushing to lay minus 140. You, you do have Boston off a loss, and we kind of saw that one coming. And shout out to Jimmy Murphy, who uh, really liked Detroit in that spot as well. Saturday night against the Boston Bruins. Detroit gets the uh, 5-4 win against Boston. You know, I'm not so sure Boston's just going to flip the switch and bounce back tonight. They are banged up still on the blue line. Charlie McAvoy keeps serving his suspension. Matt Grizzlick out. Derek Forbert uh, out right now for Boston. So I'm not not leaping at the opportunity to back Boston. The price is pretty good with them. Like, you're not going to get the Boston Bruins plus 120, you know, every single day. Uh, but uh, in this spot, with the, the, the defenseman out, Dallas, I think, chomping at the bit. Now that they're back home after that road trip to get back on the beam with a win, um, I could see Dallas winning this game, but I don't feel comfortable enough laying the buck 40 uh, with them. Uh, I think the better option is maybe if you like Dallas. I might sprinkle on the first period puck line with Dallas. We'll see. Feels like might be a little bit of a better option here than uh, the minus 140. But I, I don't trust Boston here uh, on the road, even though they're off a loss, looking to bounce back. Usually we like teams like the Bruins that are – Good hockey teams, awful loss, but I just think there's too many uh, issues right now uh, on the back end. You know, Dallas, I think, at home has played pretty good hockey this year. Yeah, 3-1 and one, uh, for the uh, Dallas Stars at home this year. Uh, it is worth noting, so, uh, Nick Earl mentioning the draw. Uh, these teams, when they played in Dallas last year, it was a 3-2 overtime win for Boston. So the draw might be uh, a decent look, just like with the Tampa Bay-Toronto game. So I, I don't hate the draw look. Uh, in this game with the uh, Bruins and the uh, Stars. And again, go to our folks at FanDuel, who are the kings of the great draw bet price, without a doubt. Uh, and you can get pretty good value uh, with the uh, draw there from that uh, particular uh, book. Uh, I'm seeing right now the draw there is at plus 330 for the uh, Bruins uh, and the uh, Stars. Um, that's uh, And I'll get to some props in a minute. Only a couple that I like from this game. What do you think here, Alex? Boston, Dallas. Yeah, I went with the first period over, and it's a, a cheap price here. You see the land one earlier. I saw a dollar, you know, eight dollar ten. Uh, I was able to grab a dollar fifteen at uh, at points bet. We're seeing nine still around dollar twenty, dollar twenty five. So anywhere dollar twenty five or, or or better, 
grab it now. If you start seeing 130s or 135, you can wait in game for this. But uh, like I said, Dallas coming home off of a road trip. And I, I can see where this just might be a little bit of a kind of back and forth, kind of a crazy start, and then things kind of settle down. So this might be one where I'm also looking for that first period over, but could be looking for an under uh, full game coming back toward the second or third period. It's an interesting note about that game last year, that Valentine's Day game. That was the game, if I'm not mistaken, where uh, my bookie accidentally posted a 12 and a half for the second period total, and I was able to grab that number. So wow. that's always a, a point. Whenever you, see, whenever you see some some off numbers, sometimes take a small shot with it. You never know. It might cash. And sometimes they can void it, or sometimes they actually honor it. They actually honored that bet for me. So uh, that's something I always remember whenever I see Boston and Dallas play each other. But we're going first period over, one and a half. I don't think anybody's screwing up that number. Uh, you get that laying a dollar twenty-five or better. All right, there you go. First period over, and definitely the logic behind that. Yeah, it makes some sense, with uh, especially with Dallas coming off the road trip. And you got Boston again with three starting D that are out of the lineup. And this is no slight on Mitchell and Witherspoon and uh, Mason Lowry, but uh, definitely, um, you know, they're young guys. They're going to have their good nights. They're going to have their bad nights. They had a solid night against Toronto. They had a not-so-good night against Detroit. So, you know, they're going to have those nights filling in. Uh, on the uh, blue line. As far as props go for this game, uh, JVR is on the top line with Zaka and Pasternak, but I like Zaka. Zaka's got the hot stick right now for Boston. Uh, he's been very good for them lately, centering the top line. Um, Patra's kind of cooled off, but Pavel Zaka is my favorite Bruin prop tonight. Uh, maybe Lindholm and Lowry props from the blue line because they're splitting power play time right now for the Bruins, quarterbacking the power play. So those are some options as well. For Dallas, you know, Mason Marchment continues to really heat up a little bit offensively for the Stars. He's got points in four of the last five games and two goals during that span as well. So not not a bad look there as far as I'm concerned. And, you know, Wyatt Johnston as well for the uh, Dallas Stars. You know, uh, he's gotten point, uh, no points in the last three games, but a lot of his damage has been at home, not only this year, but last year as well. So uh, we'll see. Uh, did Yeah, Potter did score, score the last game, Bill Coach. You're right. It was before that. He had a couple games there where he was off the score. Yeah, he had three in a row. He had a goal and an assist against Detroit. So, yeah, Potra again, Potra has been way up playing above his years, no doubt, for the uh, Bruins. So, uh, you know, never a bad look right now with uh, his player props, with what he, the way he's played, mature beyond his years, as they say, no question. All right, last game of this Monday card, Edmonton Oilers, the struggling Edmonton Oilers, taking on the red-hot Vancouver Canucks, and it's even money here, minus 110 both sides, seven as the total here in this game. Uh, Oddsmakers not sleeping on a Canuck, or Edmonton team that has obviously had their issues in their own zone uh, early in the season. But really, it's issues everywhere uh, for this hockey team right now. Like Connor McDavid looks, I don't know, exhausted? Worn down, a little beaten down mentally. I mean, he doesn't look himself. Leon has had games where he's been quiet. I mean, he's supposed to pulverize the Nashville Predators, and he had a very tepid game uh, on Saturday afternoon against the Predators. So, you know, the big guns are not playing. Like, they're, it's, they're, they've not been bad. I don't want to say Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl have been bad, but they just haven't been their dominant selves so far this season here for the uh, – Edmonton Oilers and then they're not getting much from anybody in the depth scoring department right now either so their offense believe it or not and their power play hasn't been nearly the dynamite power play we've seen uh in uh, the last couple of seasons well uh, Hyman is being put with McDavid and Dreisaitl tonight how about Sam Gagne who is now on the second line he made the team on a PTO he scored two goals against Dallas 
a couple of games ago, five shots on goal. And you talk about someone that based on his position in the lineup is definitely undervalued as far as props. And that would be Sam Gagne right now. Uh, you can get him at plus 400 uh, to score a goal. tonight. I don't mind that look with uh, taking a shot with Gagne, who's uh, turned back the clock a little bit here uh, in recent games. Bouchard continues to be uh, a player that continues to produce points, uh, scored a goal in three of the last six games. He's got points in four of the last six. So those are the uh, props that interest me for Edmonton. For Vancouver, I mean, it's just a thoroughly impressive squad right now. They've improved a lot defensively, getting veteran sandpaper, physical defensemen that are good in their own zone, like Ian Cole and Carson Soucy have really helped this team. Philip Ronick, another nice addition to the blue line from Detroit, helping out, you know, Tyler Myers and Quinn Hughes. And Quinn Hughes, of course, is your front runner, in my opinion, right now for the uh, Norris Trophy, no question. What an incredible start to the year for him. And he's come such a long way defensively in his own zone. And then up front, who's not playing good right now? Pedersen, Kuzmenko, Mikheyev. Since uh, Rick Tockett put that line together as the top line, they've been good. Di Giuseppe, uh, Miller, and Besser uh, have been good. Pew Suter steps up and scores a goal. Beauvillier got going uh, in the shellacking they gave San Jose. They come back, no letdown. They beat Dallas, a very good Stars team. I mean, I might be walking into the fucking, you know, trap of the century here. You know, you could say fishy line this, fishy line that. Why is it only minus 110? But this is definitely, look, uh, odds makers slow to adjust to Edmonton not playing piss poor right now and Vancouver playing great hockey. Now, is Vancouver just suddenly going to say, look, we're playing great. We can take a night off. We already beat Edmonton twice back to back the first week of the season. Uh, we don't want to beat them again. Uh, I know Edmonton's definitely going to, you would think, show some desperation, but desperation hasn't mattered for Edmonton the last couple of games. We're supposed to be desperate against Dallas, who are playing on a back to back that night, and they still lost. We're supposed to be desperate with a sense of urgency against Nashville at home on a Saturday afternoon, and they still lost and gave up five goals to the Predators. So, you know, to me, it's Vancouver or nothing. Vancouver or nothing. I don't want Edmonton now. Show me you can right the ship. Show me, you know, that Campbell and Skinner in net can have a good game and play good in front of them. Show me that Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl can get back more to their – like we have – that. we just hold them in such a high regard. We expect greatness from them. We expect amazing stuff from them. And they're not playing bad. They're just playing good, which for them is below what we are accustomed to from them. Uh, so they you know, deserve a little bit of uh, blame at the moment right now. So I can't trust Edmonton right now until I see them show me a better complete 60-minute team game. And we haven't seen many of those lately from them. So I'm on the fence. I haven't bet it yet. I'm thinking of back in Vancouver here, minus 110. But I can tell you, it's the only side I would endorse. I, I need to see Edmonton get it done before I'm ready to back them. And like I say, I've been made a lot of money with Vancouver here early in the season. And I did take them against Dallas. I did have faith in them. Uh, It's Vancouver or nothing for this better. Uh, What do you think here, Alex? Oilers, Canucks. Yeah, I think this is a a step up moment for Vancouver, if if you can believe that. I don't think they're going to have any letdown at all. Look at the standings right now. Vancouver is, is up near the top. And it's, yeah, it's just early, but they're up near the top with Vegas. The only team worse in the Pacific right now than Edmonton is San Jose. And I think Vancouver needs to really make it a, a note. They need to treat this game with just as much, uh, you know, seriousness as they did the first two meetings against Edmonton. This is a team that's been at the top of the division for a long time. They've been in the spot where Vancouver's wanted to be the last three or four years, right? Like, no one's expecting Vancouver to win the Stanley Cup. Obviously, Edmonton has higher aspirations once they get into the playoffs. But Vancouver's trying to be that team that can get in, into the playoffs and be a disruptor, right? 
They're in that spot as of right now. Can they continue to, to let this roll into November and December and beyond? You have to win these games in your division. You have to beat these teams that have really kind of been you know, harboring on you for a while. Vancouver's won three of the last four meetings, but Edmonton had been dominating them for years and years before that. So use that momentum. And I know we're talking about different groups, talking about different coaching, but use the momentum that you have right now to, you know, build upon, uh, you know, the, the winning ways. And this is how you do that. Beat Edmonton again. Yes, you beat them twice. You beat them twice handily and in different ways. Do that a third time. Uh, this Edmonton team's got so many issues and so many things going on right now. And they're just trying to figure themselves out before they can really even try to find out, you know, uh, who they can and can't beat. Like you said, McDavid seems to be kind of worn down and beaten down. We know he had the injury issues, but I'm sure just he's got to just be frustrated overall because he, he's heard forever. He's the best player in the world, but yet he can't get to a Stanley Cup final. Can't win a Western Conference. Can't dominate and, and bring the rest of his team along when he dominates. Uh, so all of that frustration is mounting over, and I think it's more of an implosion within self. It's not even just, like I said, that they're playing awful. It's just that they've had so much bad things, so many bad things happen for so long, and it's just starting to topple over one upon the other upon the other where they just can't even get out of their own way. And Vancouver needs to take advantage of that here. And sometimes, you know, we talk about with the pricing, maybe it's a fishy line. We said that about uh, New Jersey with Minnesota the other night. New Jersey dominated that game. So sometimes we got to take what the books are giving us. I'm taking this cheap price with Vancouver. Yeah, I think you're talking me into it. I'm, I'm close. Uh, it's Vancouver or nothing for me. I probably will move on it. But it won't be a big bet, but it's because, you know, it's – but I, I feel like Vancouver is – I feel I know what I'm I'm going to get from Vancouver right now, and I don't know what I'm going to get from when, – when, when is Vancouver – even in the losses, I'm going to look at the Vancouver losses. Were they losses where they had, didn't show – there's one game that I can remember. They didn't show up, certainly at the start of the game. And that's when they lost in Philadelphia, 2-0. It was right after they beat Edmonton twice. They didn't show up at the beginning, and Rick Tockett called them out after the game. But the Tampa Bay game, they played well, but they lost, but they played well. They did show up. The Ranger game that, that they lost in overtime, they played well, and that was in a back-to-back. -back. You know, the, the other losses, you know, they lost because, you know, they just couldn't get it done. But it, they only had one game where they didn't really play well or uh, the effort and the energy level was not there, and that was the Philly game. And, and keep in mind, country. this Pacific division has been dog shit for so long, right, when you talk about the San Jose's and the Anaheim's and the Vancouver's. So the books are taking a while to, to make these adjustments, right? Edmonton's as public of a public team as you will get. As long as they have Connor McDavid, you will always see the, the Oilers getting a, a, a you know higher price than they should. They're right in that mix with Pittsburgh. They're right in that mix with Toronto. They're always going to be public darlings. So we have to understand that, too, when looking at a lot of these lines involving these specific division teams. The shift that has happened now in this division is quite massive outside of the top and bottom. Everything in the middle is kind of being flipped around. So we got to react accordingly and make adjustments with our numbers as well as the books. About that. And Thatcher Demko has all just now been confirmed as the uh, netminder tonight, as expected for Vancouver. Great numbers this year 1.55 goals against, 947 save percentage. Just terrific uh, performance numbers from uh, Thatcher Demko. I mean, he's, he's just taken the uh, Edmonton goalies to the cleaners right now uh, as far as uh, quality goaltending performance is concerned. Uh, Demko's been absolutely outstanding, and uh, there's no doubt they have been uh, better. Uh, the uh, Canucks in front of Thatcher Demko and their goaltenders this year, part of the Rick Tockett philosophy, work hard away from the puck or you won't be put on the ice to work at all. You know, that's the way it is with uh, Rick Tockett behind the bench and 
just incredible improvement from the PK. Remember the PK? It was like a power play automatic, a power play goal automatically for the opposition when a team got the power pl- a power play chance against Vancouver early last year. And now all of a sudden to see how much improved they are defensively and the PK, uh, it's uh, credit to Rick Tockett, credit to this team. And uh, the line combinations are where I still like Quinn Hughes uh, props again, goal assist prop. Uh, always worth a look. Ilya Mikheyev, as long as he remains on the top line, definitely an undervalued commodity uh, for the uh, Vancouver Canucks right now, no doubt. So some decent prop options there on the uh, Vancouver side as well uh, for this game tonight against uh, the Edmonton Oilers, no doubt. Uh, should be an interesting game. I know the Vultures are circling in Edmonton, so they'll all be watching to see if the Oilers can snap out of this malaise uh, that they are in right now. All right, great stuff. That is the Monday card. Uh, We appreciate you guys joining us. Better late than never. Hit the like button. Uh, We appreciate it very much. And make sure, if you haven't done so already, sign up for the Ice Guys Family Plan, $9.99 US per month. Sign up for the Family Plan, the YouTube channel membership, where Thursday night, November 9th, 7 p.m. Eastern, we will have our first Ice Guys Family Plan members exclusive betcast. 7 p.m. will be on for the early games. It's a pretty big slate Thursday night. Alex and I, so make sure you join us. You'll only be able to watch the live BetCast if you're a family plan or Patreon member. And uh, same thing with the invites to join us on the BetCast, only for members either on the Patreon page or, of course, the uh, family plan. So uh, 7 p.m. Eastern this Thursday night, our first exclusive family plan members, Ice Guys Live BetCast. Yeah, we'll be we'll be testing this out as well for for a bit. But like I said, those who are Patreon subscribers and Family Plan members will be able to watch the BetCast. However, those who will be able to join us on screen, those will only that those slots will only be available to people who have signed up for the Family Plan. So just to try to kind of uh, dispel any confusion there. So the Family Plan that is the only way you can join on the BetCast for Thursday, but you can watch it if you are a member of either the Family Plan or the Patreon uh, uh, package as well. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, and the family, we call it the Family Plan, by the way, because we consider the audience and viewers and listeners of our show family. That's why we came up with that name, uh, the Family Plan. Yeah, it doesn't have anything to do with, you don't have to bring wife and kids onto the BetCast, Mike. That's <laughs> not that kind of Family Plan, no. Uh, not get the whole family into betting hockey, no. Not that kind of family plan, but that's funny shit. Uh, Great stuff. Uh, We appreciate it very much. Again, um, hit the like button and uh, check it out Thursday night. We're looking forward to that first members uh, exclusive vetcast coming up. All right. Bargain bin special of the night. I'll be honest. I blew it. I gave it away already. Uh, Matthew Nyes, Toronto Maple Leafs. He's on the top line with Austin Matthews and Mitch Marner. A much needed spark. I think he'll give that line. And I think, and look, he played his best game of the season against this Tampa Bay Lightning team couple weeks ago with two third period goals to tie that game. And now he plays on the top line, gets the big minutes with Marner and Matthews plus 400 at Caesars for Matthew Nyes to score a goal tonight. And look, we hit our bargain bin special of the night last night. Dawson Mercer comes through at plus 320 last night. Uh, the bargain bin special after a little drought, we got back on track last night. Let's go with Matthew Nyes tonight for the Toronto Maple Leafs plus 400. Uh, to find the back of the net. That's my Monday bargain bin special of the night. Uh, Alex, you got something or are you taking a pass tonight? No, I got something that's in the Edmonton-Vancouver game. And you're talking about, you know, on that power play uh, unit, how, you know, you, you got a lot of things rolling with uh, Vancouver. I'm taking a shot with that second power play unit. Philip Ronick, as you mentioned, on the blue line, uh, taking a shot with him to get a goal here, plus 900 
the, the price that I got. He's got, you know, gets a power play time. You can also go for 450 with a uh, power play point, but I'm going to go with the big uh, bargain bin price here. Plus 900, Philip Ronick. Hopefully he can find a, you know, CNI shot from the point and get something through and we can catch another bargain bin winner. So Philip Ronick plus 900 at Caesars. It's my bargain bin special for Monday. Wow. Plus 900 for Philip Ronick of the uh, Vancouver Canucks. Uh, to find the back of the net. He went on a crazy little mini, like four or five game goal scoring streak. I think last year with Detroit, I remember yep. it when he was with the uh, Red Wings. So maybe this is going to be the start of that tonight. So yeah, Philip Ronick at a really uh, good price there. Plus 900 for Alex with his uh, bargain bin special of the night. All right. Best bets to wrap up this Monday edition of the Ice Guys show. Alex, we'll start with you. Uh, what do you got here for best bet? Yeah, let's go with uh, Boston-Dallas. First period over. Like I said, shop around. You should be able to grab something within the 110 to 115 range. Uh, I think this is going to be kind of a sloppy start to the contest. We should definitely see goals back and forth. Wouldn't talk anybody out of both teams to score as well. But we'll go B-Stars. First period over, one and a half. That's my best bet for this Monday card. All right, there it is. Boston and Dallas, uh, over one and a half in the uh, first period. Uh, You can find that at uh, minus 120. Uh, best bet for uh, Alex uh, B. Smith on this edition of the uh, Ice Guys. My best bet, well, I'm going to really put the um, the best bet to the test here. Uh, a push last night for my best bet with the Devils Blackhawks over. I'm going to take the, I really legitimately like this. This is one of the draws I like quite a bit. Tampa Bay, Toronto. A lot of close hockey lately with these two teams. And I think the Leafs are going to try to play a little bit tighter uh, in their own zone. And again, we have the regular season meeting two weeks ago went to overtime between the Leafs and Lightning in Tampa. We saw multiple overtime games when these teams met in the playoffs back in the spring. Um, I think it's very live here that we get this game to overtime tonight. Tampa Bay, Toronto. I'm going with a rare draw best bet. Leafs Lightning plus 380. Uh, That is going to be my best bet here for this Monday uh, NHL card. Very rare it. draw best bet. I usually let Alex have the draw best bet. <laughs> get involved. It's a short card. If this was not a short card, I it probably wouldn't be best bet, but yeah. I honestly like it that much. I think it's got a really good chance of overtime here tonight. Tampa Bay, Toronto. So draw plus 380 uh, for my best yeah. bet. All right, that'll wrap it up. Great stuff. Thanks to everyone in the chat. Reminder, the Ice Guys is live the rest of the week, 2 p.m. Eastern, Saturday and Sunday, noon Eastern. If you can't watch the show live, download the Ice Guys podcast in audio form on all major podcast platforms. For Alex B. Smith, I'm Ian Cameron. Have a great Monday night. Enjoy the games and good luck, and we'll see you again tomorrow on Tuesday for another edition of the Ice Guys. 